Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Those who are dedicated to providing exceptional experiences are going to be able to sort of stand out against the rest. There's been a lot of competitiveness in the marketplace. And I think that as things shift, there's actually an opportunity for people to stand out and say, you know, I'm worth this. I think the greatest opportunity is going to be for those who stand in their truth and know that what they're worth and what they bring to the table and that they'll bring a higher possible price for their property if they are able to clearly communicate their value or for a brokerage to be able to stand out there and say, we offer something unique and different. And we know that that is something special and to sort of reclaim some of the value that's been lost out there. For those who find a way to bring true value, I think there's a way for them to capture that value. And I feel like that's the true opportunity as we move into this changing market. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share their trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Velt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. Today, I'd like to welcome Rainy Hake Austin, President of the agency, ranked number 21 in sales volume in the 2022 Real Trends 500 Top Brokerage Ranking. So welcome, Rainy. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it is my pleasure. So um, the agency has been very busy recently. So I know you started as kind of a boutique real estate firm in California, and you've been growing rapidly with your recent acquisitions. And one of them was Triple Mint in New York City. So I, what I could tell is that you've been around for 10 or 11 years, and now you have 60 offices in six different countries. So tell me a little bit about the decision to move into full growth mode. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. That's all right. We've been we've been busy. We've been growing a lot. And for us, one of the things that we recognized as being this boutique firm that started in California, we had a lot of agents um, who just loved what our offering was. And we thought, well, how do we make that scalable and repeatable and take what we're doing to a larger audience? And so the idea is that we've always focused on being a boutique um, business, um, but really focusing on being a brand. Uh, I know for a lot of top agents and teams out there, um, people are trying to focus on how to build themselves into a business as either an individual agent or a larger team or as companies in themselves. And one of the things that I found to be super successful over the years is to focus on building a brand that resonates above and beyond just being a business or an entity or a brokerage. And that's something that the agency has done very successful even well before my joining. And it was building a brand that was inherently attached to the concept of being a boutique service culture. And so it was being founded upon this idea of having wonderful people, a brand that was distinctive, that had a voice and that said something to its community and a culture that backed that up internally with people who believed in the mission and vision. And once we had those fundamentals, we thought, okay, well, how do we put the processes in place to support that? And then how do we take that and make it scalable and repeatable? 
into the markets that we think our brand would resonate. And so what we've done is we've we figured we figured out that recipe. We sort of figured out what works with our agents and what works. And we saw a need and a desire across the globe for the agency brand and our offering. And so we started moving into that and we've kind of gone swept into um, a larger demand than we've even anticipated with people reaching out to us wanting our brand in a multitude of markets. But what we've been leaning into is staying true to how we've started, which is um, focusing on continuing to protect and offer that boutique service quality offering in everything that we do from the existing agents and offices we have to those that we begin opening and making sure that we put quality in the forefront and that even though we are growing, we're being, we are growing very strategically and um, systematically and making sure that every one of our growth markets um, fits with our ethos and our culture. And so we always start with the people portion of that first and making sure the people that we're aligning with are like-minded and also believe in our culture because that's what is important as we grow is making sure that every location has the people who are going to be personifying the brand in the market and believing in what we're doing. And so what's working in terms of allowing us to grow is making sure that we're growing in the same direction, rowing in the same direction together as a team. Yeah. And and I mean, that's got to be a very difficult thing to do as you scale to keep that boutique feeling. Um, What what kind of lessons have you and um, founder Maurizio Umansky kind of learned through that process? And have you kind of had to rethink some of the the way that you were going about it? Or did you have a clear plan early on um, to do that? Um, you know, it's interesting. I always look at planning as a way of tricking ourselves into thinking that we have control over anything or just way to organize the chaos, but we always have a plan. We go into it, but we also always know that everything we do is fluid and giving ourselves a permission to be iterative as we do things has been one of the cornerstones to our success. So yes, absolutely. We've had a plan about going into the right markets with the right people. And it's really been about creating a network. So the growth um, strategy was really about growing a network of like-minded people who could support one another. And so finding those individuals was important. And it's interesting you bring up Mauricio because uh, the very first time I met him, you know, he said something that's always resonated with me. And um, he talks about dress me slowly because I'm in a hurry. And it's a famous quote from um, a famous general um, who just talked about going into battle and wanting to make sure that you dress them slowly because it's so important. And so we're very thoughtful as we go into new markets and talking about you know pivoting or changing. We iterate almost every time we go into a market and that we have to make sure that it resonates and that it's authentic in a very local market way. Real estate is a very local business. And so we have a brand and systems and processes and a belief system that work for us. And we found that it works incredibly well in markets around the globe where different languages are spoken and currencies are spent and cultures are there. But fundamentally, the belief in quality and collaboration and focusing on things that we believe are important in our business with professionalism, it, it resonates across languages and across borders. And what we found though, is that it resonates also because we are partnering with local individuals who understand those things. And that's been the difference for us as we've gone in and looked for global partners to um, partner with who already know the local market, which is a very different strategy than going in and saying, oh, we're the agency we know better than everyone else. And we're going to kind of come in and put our stamp on it. And it's going to be 
a consistent unbending stamp that is going to be exactly the same in every market. We try to make sure there's consistency where consistency is needed in terms of the experience with the brand and the interaction the consumer has. But then we want to make sure that that resonates um, inside of the market, which an urban market versus a suburban market, they the consumer interacts with their brand in different ways. And so we need to be open to that. And we've worked with our partners to allow nuanced, um, nuances to be varied when appropriate, but also really um, holding true to our brand standards so that when you have an experience with the brand that's consistent and that it's um, predictable and t- terms of the quality that you expect to have from the agency brand. And I think that's very important for anyone who's looking to grow outside of their market. I know that I've seen a lot of teams and brokerages looking to expand beyond their initial borders. And as you so you want to make sure that you really understand how your brand uh, is going to resonate with the end user and what you can control and what you can't um, and making really clear choices about that. And that's really what we focused on. And now are all of the recent acquisitions more franchises or those company owned like Triple Mint? Is that a company owned or is that? Yeah. So Triple Mint um, was was an acquisition that is have a brokerage arm to themselves in New York. But our real synergy that we created was the acquisition was designed to bring on a technology arm for the company. And we've always been very forward thinking in our marketing and our technology being very innovative. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that we had the ability to provide more innovation as we move forward from you know data analytics and AI and the back end. So with predictive analytics, but also just a really great consumer experience on our website. And rather than revamping a lot of what we had, we said, oh, this is a great opportunity to join forces with a wonderful company who had a similar culture. Now they also have a brokerage arm. Um, obviously inside of New York. So that was a benefit up for us because we are expanding into the East Coast. Most of our expansion tends to be what we call global partners. Many people refer to as franchise. Mm-hmm. The reason that we differentiate that is um, as we sell a franchise at the agency, we do it a little bit differently. So it is technically a franchise in that the individuals own it, that they're the local experts and it's a franchise agreement. But we, inc- we include them in so much of what we do, they have access to um, almost all of the same tools and resources all of our company-owned offices do. They're the um, owners of our franchises sit on our leadership and manager meeting calls. So it's very interactive. They're all part of our same culture and our daily happening. So we don't have a very distinctive line between what would typically be called franchise and the brokerage owned side. It's really a matter of like who pays the bills on the back end is the real key differential there and the end decision maker on some of the local decisions. But our global partners um, really are mostly um, all of our domestic partners outside of the tri-state area inside of like New York Mm -hmm. um, and in California, we we are company owned. And other than those marketplaces, you'll see us with global partners internationally and throughout the rest of the US. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, So obviously the market is changing to what a lot of people say is a more normal market. Um, How has that impacted your growth strategy? And, um, you know, are you are you continuing with as many mergers, acquisitions um, that you have or are you changing that strategy at all? We're still moving forward, um, but obviously always taking into consideration. to consideration the market and what's happening for us. So we have opened several new 
um, company on locations in California, and we are looking to expand our presence um, in New York with more of a, a secondary headquarters there and expanding the presence that Tripleman already has as we move forward from a company on perspective. The timeline for some of the things are adjusted a little bit given like what's happening in the market, but our plans to do those have not been affected by any means. And the interest level that we've had in coming from potential um, global partners or franchise owners continues to be extremely steady for us. So there's two things we're focused on. One is retaining and growing our existing offices. And our, most of our strategy in this marketplace has been doubling down on making sure that our agents and our franchise team, our global partners all have what they need to be successful. So we're really focusing on you know, expanding our our coaching and training efforts um, to be focused on what people need to, to do right now, which is how to win a listing in a, in a low inventory market and making sure that those individuals are successful. We're not finding that we're really needing to pivot or change our growth model from opening new offices in that we're still finding that there's um, still wonderful individuals who are being successful in this market who are eager to expand and who see the value in the brand and are wanting to leverage that to expand their business. So that that is all still consistent and in play. Yeah, and that's um, interesting. I mean, right now is the time to to expand market share. Um, you know, you always want to take advantage of uh, a slower market with that. So it, kind of in the same vein, and you talked a little bit about this, but how has your messaging to agents changed or your training changed? Um, I did a, a, we have a broker pulse survey that is forward looking. And I asked brokers, um, one of the questions I asked was in a, your best guesstimate, what percentage of your agents have never been in a down market? And the average was about 50%. Um, it was anywhere between 25 and 75% of their agents have never been in, in a down market. And I guess you'd consider this a down market just because the market has been booming um, for the last couple of years. So what are you doing? You know, how has your messaging changed and how has your training changed? That's a great question. That is very true. I've been in the industry for 26 years and we speak often about um, this unprecedented growth that we've had since the, the bigger sort of downturn that we had in the, um, you know, 2008, 2009, and sort of the, the climb that happened out of that. Um, it's a down market because it's down from <laughs> something that was amazing, great over the last couple of years that everyone sort of knew was um, unsustainable. And so it is really a normalization of the market, but it's, it's a downturn in terms of the of volume specifically. So one of the things that we do is that we've been very focused on a couple of things. We've been focused on education on a broad scale in terms of informing people about the market and talking points. It's always a good time for someone to buy or sell real estate. It's a matter of who that is and identifying that and how to tap into communicating with them. So for us, there's a lot of coaching and training that happens with our agents to make sure that they're informed about the right talking points from an educational perspective. So internally, we have a lot of meetings and trainings and um, analytics for the agents to be able to leverage and utilize. Um, but really, the, there's been a moment here where we've been very focused on creating efficiencies. Um, and the part of that's been with the acquisition of Triple Mint. And we've been focusing on training and education and marketing solutions that are driven towards the agent's ability to produce um, 
consistently in a market that's a little bit uncertain or inconsistent. And so we're trying to help relieve some of the stress or chaos for them. One of the ways that we do that is through lead generation, which again is less consistent than it was before, but through our technology and systems, being able to help provide leads into agents and through coaching and training. But our recent acquisition of Triplemen has also allowed us to fulfill our deeper promise of really wanting to elevate our digital experience to both our agents and the end users. So we're getting ready to launch our new website. What's an array of new features and a lot of this, and one of the reasons we actually pushed up our timeline to do so is because we think it's helpful for our, our agents to be able to work with their clients in a really meaningful way so that they are able to, to work more specifically um, with those buyers um, and the sellers and the kind of changing market that we have. So providing those tools to them and training them up on those tools really quickly is one thing that we fast tracked to make sure that they are have everything they need in this moment. And then we've also like relaunched our new creative center because as the market shifts, what you find is property didn't need marketing before. Well, it probably needs a little bit more marketing right now. That's The days on market are a little bit longer. It's a, uh, a differentiation. The sellers want to see ex- exactly what you're doing to get the property exposure. And then also agents um, are needing to prospect a little bit more and get their, themselves out there. So it's a moment in which we want to make sure that our agents have what they need. So we've done all of our templates and all of our materials, specific templates that are more customer facing, addressing um, what's happening out there in the market and making sure that those are at their fingertips. We found that we have to make it easy for the agents too and creating the campaigns um, and really serve it up to them in a way that's um, very turnkey. So we have our our new systems available 24-7 platform with access for them. Plus, we have our full suite of services behind the scenes with PR and marketing where we do custom work. So anything that's outside of what they need. um, The other thing that we're really focused on is what can we do for them in the moment? Like super focused, like refocusing all of our efforts away from corporate um, expansion and really being refocused on what our agents need in the local markets. And then we, with that also um, have our online um, academy and university where every time we do anything, we post it there. So whether we're doing a training in Toronto on social media and how to set yourselves apart or Beverly Hills, every agent inside the network has access to it. And that's not just corporate training, but um, best practices from the top agents um, in the industry that are associated with our brokerage. And we're able to share those learnings across the network. And we're really trying to curate that and push those out and do more lunch and learns in the offices and things like that to keep people focused, you know, coaching and training. Have you made your five calls today? Have you done the things that you need to do to keep energy moving and keeping them focused? It's really easy to get distracted um, in this moment. And we're really trying to keep them focused on the fundamentals that work today. They've worked every um, day up until now that worked you know, 15, 20 years ago, maybe on a different medium, but it's um, sales inside of real estate is fairly consistent. And whether it's this down market or, um, you know, any of the multitude of down markets you've seen in the past, it really is a matter of focusing on the basics and making sure that you're consistent in your outreach um, and, and taking advantage of the opportunity that not everybody is in this moment and allowing yourself to stand out. And that's what we're helping our agents do. Yeah, I mean, relationships are everything. And um, it sounds like you're really, your focus in addition to growth is really on on um, training and marketing um, and pr- increasing per agent productivity. What about yeah. like ancillary services? Um, what are your thoughts on expanding that side of the business? 
We um, have been slow to do that up until recently. We have some definite plans to be doing that. So the um, at the agency, we have closed escrow, which is our escrow business, which has been wildly successful and small, and we haven't grown it up until now. And so um, we've decided that we are going to be growing, expanding ancillary services from mortgage to um, escrow, home warranty, other things like that. Um, a lot of it due to demand. We've had our agents and our global partners in different markets say, oh, I wish I had somebody who you know, was agency quality, right? And so we've been really focusing on finding the best partners across the board. So we haven't rushed into it. We've been methodically working on this for some time. And you will see a lot of growth in ancillary services for the agency in 2023 with quality partners that we're going to be working with to approach ancillary services the same way that we approach brokerage, which is doing it differently, bring another level of service and quality. Um, you know, I many years ago read the Thank You Economy, a book where it talked about people are willing to pay for two, pay more for two things. One is an exceptional experience. Um, and I think that is what's key to drive the difference in the agency which is if you're able to provide an exceptional experience, because time is such an important resource for individuals, people are willing to pay for that. Um, it's particularly in a moment right now where you find that people are experiencing such poor customer experience across the board. At least I feel that personally when, you know, um, in almost every sector and in industry and vertical. And so to be able to stand out and say, no, we're going to provide you with amazing service, high level of professionalism that you can trust us as your trusted advisor inside of real estate, whatever part of real estate that is. Um, that's what the brand is known for. And that's what we want it to continue to be known for. And so that's our goal as we expand our ancillary services across the globe is to extend what we've created inside of the brokerage world to the entire real estate ecosystem. Well, I will be excited to see your announcements about that um, in the coming year. So um, my next question is really more um, broad-based and not necessarily specific to the agency, but obviously you've been in the industry a long time. You know that it, it's ever-evolving. There's never been the same market twice. But in addition to the market, where do you see the most opportunity for brokers and agents and team leaders in the next year? I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity. I would actually think for me, opportunity is like the word for 2022 and 2023. There's with any shift and change, um, there's always going to be opportunity for those who are keeping their eyes and ears out for what that looks like. Um, I think the opportunity is going to be that you're going to see people who are getting out of the business, who've kind of stepped into the business. And that means that those who are dedicated to providing exceptional experiences are going to be able to sort of stand out against the rest. I also think that um, there's been a lot of competitiveness in the marketplace um, between commissions being compressed on both the brokerage and on the agent side with the consumer. And I think that as things shift, there's actually an opportunity for people to stand out and say, you know, I'm worth this um, and I'm not scared um, to stand up and say that. And I think that with a low inventory market, that there are, there's that fear for individuals to say, oh, I'll take anything that I can get. And I think the greatest opportunity is going to be for those who stand in their truth and know that what they're worth and what they bring to the table and that they'll bring a higher possible price for their property if they 
are able to clearly communicate their value or for a brokerage to be able to stand out there and say, we offer something unique and different. And we know that that um, is something special and to sort of reclaim some of the value that's been lost out there by being innovative and creative and by bringing real value and solutions. And so for, for those who find a way to bring true value, I think there's a way for them to capture that value. And I feel like that's the true opportunity as we move into this changing market. Yes. And I love your phrase, reclaim the value that was lost. And the only reason it was lost was because the market was moving so quickly that um, sellers didn't have an opportunity to see the great things that agents could actually do for them other than negotiate the contract and, um, you know, help them navigate multiple offers. So, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My last question is really what's next for the agency. The agency always has lots of fun things um, to look forward to. Um, we are focused on, you know, really um, a simpler, smarter way of buying and selling real estate. So we're looking at efficiencies and trying to use technology to enhance the human experience for our individuals and our agents. So what you're going to see from us is a little bit more of the same, some creative marketing and innovative tools, um, some new things um, from that front, as you see like the new website launch and a few amazing new things. Um, you're going to be seeing um, our brand out there. Um, I know that we have our television show that's going to be launching that Netflix announced is going to be coming out this fall. So we're waiting to finalize the launch of that. That's going to be very exciting. And it's going to have a lot of impact on the brand and hopefully traffic to the website opportunities and exposure for our agents. Um, And then just, you'll see us strategically growing into key markets. So again, a lot more of the same, but um, there's going to be opportunities that we're going to find in the coming months um, that we're going to be latching onto. We're in one of those unique positions where we can, that we're nimble and that we can shift. And so as we come out with new branding and technology, new office locations and uh, new ancillary services and offering, it's it's all going to be focused around improving the customer experience, around obsessing around the customer experience and every opportunity. And the way that we do that is we focus on our agent's experience so that they can focus on their client experience. And so you're going to see a lot more coming from us, um, both retaining our existing market share, but growing that um, like-mindedness across the globe and sort of painting the globe red as we like to do. And so um, we're all excited to be doing that together and having fun doing it um, and looking forward to meeting a lot of great people along the way and learning more and um, continuing our mission. Yeah, I feel like 2023 is the um, year of AI really being um, implemented in the real estate industry as well as the, um, it's already started, but the the idea of servicing consumers, which was not ever a brokerage focus. The brokerages were focused on their agents and they're going to continue to be focused on their agents, but um, they have to have the consumer in mind as they, as they do that. And I think in past markets that hasn't been as prevalent as the, the market that we're in now or in moving to. It's interesting you mentioned that, Tracy, because I do think that AI and things like predictive analytics and machine learning, it does a couple of things. One, um, it allows you to create efficiencies. And whenever you have a down market, there's a need to create efficiency. So you're going to see investment in that in a way that you haven't before because it's going to allow 
um, you know, human capital is most expensive pieces for most companies. Um, and certainly it's one of the greatest um, assets um, inside of real estate, but a lot of real estate companies you're going to see investing more heavily in that as one of their drivers. The mm-hmm. other driver is going to be the experience piece. And it is kind of a weird industry in that we, as the broker, have the relationship with the client, but it's through the agent as an intermediary. And so having technology will actually allow us to directly service clients inside of the industry across a multitude of channels. And so it'll be, it is, an, I think, an interesting thing that you're going to see evolve. Our goal as the agency is always to keep our agents at the center of all of that and use those that technology to make them look better and perform better, but um, always be impacting the end user experience because our brand is experienced at that consumer level. And we want to make sure that that is the best possible experience. So we're leveraging technology to make our staff more efficient so that we can have actually more human touch rather than less. But that's how we're looking to use um, technology to create efficiency is actually to make our internal team more efficient so that they can have more time to actually have more of a human experience, but also coming up with tools for people who want to self-service because some people do just prefer that and are becoming more accustomed to that. So there'll be a sort of a dual track there in terms of using technology to create a better experience and using technology to create more efficient tools that ultimately create a better experience from a time management perspective. So I think that that's going to be a trend that you see across the industry. Yeah, definitely. And I um, am looking forward to seeing what the agency does next. So thank you, Rainey, for joining the Real Trending Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tracy. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.